Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. God has works for us to complete before we ever arrive at those works. He has already planned that certain works be done through your hands. That certain works be fulfilled through your life. And God planned these works. He, he planned them beforehand for us. How are they going to come to pass? The next phrase tells us taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. These works are on the paths. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. And look, look at this. And in your book, God has books, not just iPads, books. <laughs> And in your book, all the days of my life were written. Your days, the, the life he authored for you and wrote in his book, the days of miracles, the days of blessings, the days of help, the days of wisdom, the days of answers, the days of bearing grapefruit. All of it was written in his book. Now, all we have to do is find out what's in the book and live it out. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself. He, the Holy Spirit's not going to speak his own plan. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Look at this. And he will show you things to come. How does he know what's to come? It's already written in a book for your life. The Holy Spirit doesn't take his own plan. He receives of the mind of the Father, the wisdom of the Father, the book about your life. He receives of that and notices, and he'll show it to you. Why? So that you're not guessing, but you're knowing and going by what is shown you. You can't guess your way into this. It's not a life of trial and error. It's seeing. It's a life of seeing. Verse 15, all things that the father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he, the spirit will take of mine and shall show it unto you. Do you see this amazing thing he's trying to get into us? Verse 13, 14 and 15, the last phrase. Verse 13, he shall show you things to come. Verse 14, he'll show it unto you. Verse 15, shall show it unto you. What's, it, what's he here for? To show us, to show us, to show us what's been purchased, prepared, and waiting to show us. And if we don't take time to see, we're going to miss what he shows. But we don't need to miss what he shows. We don't need to miss what he shows. Amen. Um, why does he show us things to come? Because the things to come require our faith to take them. If they didn't require anything of us, why doesn't God just do it instead of show it? If you're authorized as a parent to do something, you don't have to show your kids ahead of time. You just go do it, right? Because you're an authority. If God were in complete authority over your life, 
Why did he just do it? Because he doesn't have complete authority. He gave the authority to you. That you take by your hunger and desire and honor for his plan. You take it and you say, I choose. I choose. You can choose a different path, but you, you, there's no goodness on it. It's, it. it's increased with sorrow. But on his path, he's not added any sorrow into his plan for you. So the Holy Spirit shows us things to come because the things that are to come, even though they're planned, cannot come to pass without our faith joined to them. And this is what I want you to get hold of, students. What God's planned and prepared and is waiting for you, it must have your faith or it cannot come to pass. It doesn't come because he planned it. It doesn't come because he prepared it. It doesn't even come because he shows it. It comes because we added our faith to what he shows. Amen. 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 Part of you receiving of what he shows and exercising your faith over what he shows is preparation time. Most of the world devalues preparation time. But preparation time is everything to the kingdom of God. It's everything to the kingdom of God. It's everything to the plan for your life is being prepared for it. And uh, many times people get so impatient during that preparation season. They can't wait to get into the meat, the center of what they're born for. But you have to go through the outer parts to reach the inner purpose of what you're born for. And that purpose for what you're born for is surrounded by preparation to even touch that purpose. So don't think that after your two-year diploma, you done. You're just acknowledging, I need to be a student the rest of my life. Because every season that God has for our life, because for the rest of our lives are different seasons. And for every season of our life, you have to be prepared for that season. And success in a previous season does not equal success in a later season. Every season has to be prepared for. You're just preparing for one little season. And can I tell you, it's not just prepared in a classroom anymore. It's prepared in your daily life. How you live your daily life is a preparation that's going to either qualify or disqualify for the days that are written in the book. We're never done preparing. Be the best student. Don't, how many times we tell them on, on orientation day, we tell the students. Some think, I got past that test without reading that book. But the only thing is, you're, you're less prepared now. You're wanting to get the book in you. <laughs> because that's part of the preparation. It's not about how much you can, how much can I get by without studying. It's how much preparation can I get in me? Jesus prepared 
for 30 years for three years of ministry. Once you're prepared, it doesn't take long, baby, to fulfill things. It takes long to fulfill things when you're not properly prepared. It drags things out and draw things out because people don't know how to receive and cooperate with the greatness of the plan when they're not prepared. Right. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit will show us things to come. The more we pray in the Spirit, the more we will see about what's to come. Because when we pray in other tongues, in the Spirit, we start stepping in to His utterances. We start stepping in to the... Uh, they come through our mouth, but their utterance is given by Him. And we're done, when we speak out in other tongues, praying in the Spirit regarding the plan of God for our life, we just stepped into God's thoughts, God's mind. And we, we, we stepped out of our thinking into his thinking. We stepped out of our mind into his mind. That's why when you pray in other tongues, the word says your mind is not edified, meaning your mind did not conjure this up. Your, this did not come out of your mind. This bypassed your thinking. This bypassed your calculations. This came out of the mind of God. And when you take time to speak in other tongues, you're speaking God's mind into your day. Amen. You're speaking Amen. God's mind yeah. into your life. Right. Amen. Amen. The more we feed on the word and pray in the spirit, the more sensitive we are to what the spirit shows. And this is where a lot of people miss it because they're not sensitive to what he shows. He is showing. I said, he is showing. If we're not seeing, it's because we're not taking time to see. We can't figure out the plan. We have to take time to see it. It's already prepared. So it's, it needs none of your calculation. It needs none of your planning. It needs none of your figuring out. It needs you to take time to see what he shows, to hear what he says. And Jesus said, the works that I do, he said, they're my father's. They're not even his. He said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. That's how he fulfilled the great plan of redemption. All he did was do what he saw and said what he heard. He didn't form any of it himself. It all came from the plan. Your life has that same plan that carries God's power and God's greatness in it. Amen. The more people live in the mental realm, the more dull they are spiritually. Because none of God's plan stems from your mind. Your mind is not the source of anything that God is building your life with. Your mind is to do one thing, be renewed with the word so that it cooperates with the plan. That's it. It's not to form a plan. It's to be renewed with the word of God, taking on God's way of thinking so that it comes into agreement and doesn't argue with and, and lead you away from the plan of God. The renewed mind will hold you in the plan. The unrenewed mind will entice you away from the plan. 
We have to not be practiced at turning toward our minds. Those who are practiced that everything is here, everything is what they can handle, every, mentally, everything is what they can calculate and figure out mentally, they completely struggle to hear and completely struggle to see. The way to keep the mind put down and in its proper place, serving your spirit instead of arguing with your spirit, is pray much in other tongues and feed on the word. The more you speak in other tongues, the more sensitive you will be to the spirit who is in your spirit. Amen. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> when my husband went home to be with the Lord, you've heard me talk about there were projects that we had to complete. There were eight projects and the thing about these projects is they were connected. They were very different projects, but the, in, the, the incompletion of one would have a domino effect and make every other one fall apart. They were all dependent on each other. And <clears throat> we needed, Ed had come to an agreement with the bank who held the note on this building that another, they, the note had been bought out by another bank and they said, we don't fund churches. And so they said, we will do certain favors for you if you will shop and get refinanced with another lending institution. And Ed agreed to it. They gave him a year and a half to do that. In the process, he, he was building this building next door. He was paying cash for it as he went. And uh, he got about 70% done when he went home to be with the Lord and he had stopped progress on it because there was no more money in that account for that. We needed $400,000 to finish that building next door. And because it was an unfinished building, we couldn't get refinanced with this building because they don't want to finance a property with unfinished buildings on them. So this was one of the tasks and Ed had been trying for almost a year and a half and could not get funding because of the unfinished building. And so this was one of the tasks that was left us when Ed went home to be with the Lord. And the bank, we had now come up to that year and a half mark. And the bank said, you have agreed to come off the books. I said, yes, we agreed to that, their books. And they said, they sent me a message. I was down preaching in Texas and they sent me a message and said, by tomorrow, we want to know where you're getting $400,000 because that's what it would take to finish the building. And it was like, well, I looked in my purse. <laughs> I, I dug deeper than before and still I couldn't find it. If I knew where I was going to get it, the building would be finished. And there came great pressure and I spoke to the pressure and I said, that's not my pressure, that's their pressure. They're not putting their pressure on me and making it mine. I wasn't mad at them. You don't get mad at someone you owe. I said, you don't get mad at someone you owe. That's unethical. When you owe a man, you owe a man. And to get mad at a man you owe shows something not right in here. I wasn't upset, but I wasn't going to take their pressure and make it mine. Amen. Because y your faith doesn't work when it's taking pressure as its flow. That's right. And I refuse to get under that because I need my faith to work. 
So they said, we want to know by tomorrow where you're going to get $400,000. I go, I got to go preach. I can't even think about this right now. I preached my service and I came back and I'm getting ready for bed. I go, oh yeah, they want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Everyone want to know. And I laid in my bed and I said, God, none of this catches you by surprise. All of it is already planned for. I remembered Ephesians 2.10. If you'll remember Ephesians 2.10, you'll never worry again. Not just remember it, believe it. But you can't believe it if you, if you forget it. So I said to him, I said, I don't know where the $400,000 is, but it's already prepared and completed in your plan. All I've got to do is hear the plan. That's all I've got to do. And the Holy Ghost is not trying to withhold that plan. He's here to show the plan. He's not here to hide any of your plan from you. He's not there for you to kind of coerce God and woo God into a point of favor to where he'll show it. The Holy Spirit came to do one thing, show you, show you. That's how he guides and leads and directs as he shows. That's how he comforts. He shows. And so I said, all I need to do is see what you show. So I've got to get out of the mental arena because there's no showing there. I've got to quiet the mind. So I laid in on the bed and for the next 10 minutes after praying that, I just lay there and pray in the spirit. Why? Because now I'm going to touch into what the mind of God knows about this. So I've got to talk his mind and not my mind. Yes, yes. So as I pray in other tongues, I am being given utterance by the spirit of the mind of God of his plan. So when I said, I'm going to lay here and pray in the spirit about this, you say, well, you don't understand what you're saying when you speak in other tongues. How do you know you're praying about that? Because the Holy Spirit's my helper. And if I pick up one thing, he's not going to pick up something different. He's going to help pick up what I pick up. That's how come. You mean you're telling God what you're praying about? Exactly. I'm telling the Holy Ghost, this is what we're taking on right now. And so I laid in bed and prayed for the next 10 minutes in the spirit. But this is what I did. I quieted my mind. Mm -hmm. See, I was already practiced at that. If you're not practiced in that, it may take you more than 10 minutes. But I was practiced at how to quiet my mind, put it in neutral, not think anything, focus on your spirit. And so I laid in bed 10 minutes after praying in the spirit, like a bubble floated up that carried the mind of God, wow. the thoughts of God, the wisdom of God. And up came, it came up and it floated up and I knew exactly what to do. Wow. Yeah. And I did it. And it can, that's where the money would be. And I went to the bank and I told them when I got home, this is where the money is. This is how to do it. They said, oh no, we're not doing it this way. Oh no. But see, they didn't hear what I heard. So I've got to keep saying to them what they didn't hear. 
Why? Because faith comes by hearing. They're going to have to keep hearing. So they said, no, we're not doing that. And I said, let me tell you again. And I told them again, they said, no, that's not going to work. I said, okay, let me say it again. The third time they got it because see, they were stuck on their plan and it took three times of me saying it for them to even hear another plan. And when they heard it, they said, that will work. I don't know why it won't work. And of course it did work. And there was the plan already formed. I didn't have to worry it out. I didn't have to struggle. I didn't have to get into fear. I didn't have to call a crisis prayer meeting. See, when you understand that the plan is total and complete and already prepared for you, you quit the crisis approach to your prayer life. This is what I'm trying to show you. This illustrates perfectly that everything you're, you'll ever need in your life, it's already prepared. It's already completed. And it's waiting for you to show up with your faith, not with your fear. Amen. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Dad Hagen asked, was asked many times by many ministers. For decades, Dad Hagen preached. An average crowd, average crowd for Dad Hagen was anywhere from 50 to 150 people. For decades. And then overnight, overnight, he stepped into a place in the body of Christ to where the body of Christ was ready for this word of faith revival this word of faith outpouring and he was already fully prepared and became the point man, the general that led the body of Christ in that era and in that revival. Why? Because he was prepared for over 40 years, preparing with the smaller crowds, learning the things that when he became, he came to the forefront, he was already skillful. How are you going to get into the full flow of the plan that's written for your life? Become skillful. Through the preparation of everyday life, quit, learn how to not turn toward the mind, but turn toward your spirit. Learn how to shut down fear and drama just to, for effect's sake. Yes, that's right. Faith knows nothing about drama because faith will produce its own show. It doesn't need the emotionalism show. Stephen came to me at one point and said, Mom, I, I, he was 19 years old, and he says, I don't want to date anyone you don't think I can marry. And I, I appreciate that he arrived at that at 19 because there are some people that never arrive at that. <laughs> And so he was looking for input because I sensed it was coming close for him to marry. And uh, I went to God and I said to God, I said, Stephen is asking me about potential relationships, looking in the direction of marriage. And I said, we've taught our children that it needs to matter to them what we think. It needs to matter to them. 
we're not controlling their life, but we certainly are a voice into it. And it needs, and our voice needs to matter to them or they'll listen to the wrong voices. And so I just went in the car and I parked it somewhere and I just said, God, I'm looking to you for wisdom to tell him about his future, about a spouse. And that's all I said. And I took off praying in the spirit, quieted my mind. And after 20 minutes of praying, he said, let me show you the future. And he showed me what would happen if he went the wrong direction. And then he said this, go south. So I went into Ed. I, didn't, I never told Stephen. And I went in and I said to Ed, I said, God said to go south. Where are you booked to go south? He says, well, I'm scheduled for Florida. And I said, Stephen's going. And we went down there and we got this little gal, brought her back. <laughs> they met on that trip. Why? Because he didn't have to go out through trial and error and try everybody in town. Took time to see, took time to hear. Our plans delay God's plans. Absolutely. Until we get off this path over here that holds none of his preparation, that holds none of his wisdom, as soon as we quit doing that and get full-footed into his path, things start working. But know this, on his path, it's the most, it, it's an opposed path. Because the devil is doing everything he can to sway you off the path. Why? Because his total defeat in your life every day is on the path. So he's got to try to distract people off the path. He'll offer you something and he'll bid high that will be very enticing. He won't bid, you, he won't bid at your life with something that you're not interested in. He's going to use something of interest to you. So make, his, make God's plan your highest interest. Amen. I, uh, I locked myself up and prayed for three weeks in the Holy Ghost. I was in a wrong relationship, got out of that, but I didn't know where the right, I didn't know where the plan of God was. I knew I wasn't in it. And I locked myself up and I worshiped God for one hour. I read my Bible for an hour and then I spent several hours praying in the spirit. Why? Because I was behind. If we don't pray in the spirit as we ought, we'll fall behind just like you can fall behind in school or just like you can fall behind in finances. If we don't do our daily work, we fall behind. And so at the end of three weeks of praying in the spirit for hours a day, I didn't hear a voice. God didn't say, you're going to marry this man or you're going to be doing this. All that happened to me after three weeks of praying in the spirit was the path opened. It opened. I could see it in front of me. I didn't hear a voice. It's just that everything of the future began to fall into place and the plan of God opened to me and I just started walking that way. And the further I walked, the further into his plan I got. And then that's where I met Ed in three, uh, five weeks Five weeks later, we were married. You say, well, that's awfully quick. Hours of praying out the plan. You see. As long as I was walking out my plan, God's plan was delayed. 
many times people want to mix their plan in with God's plan. But that's not where the good life is. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.